Hey bitches, welcome to Let's Keep It Peachy. My name is Priscilla. I go by Peachy since the early 90s. I'm so excited for this new journey. Also to have been able to start at the very beginning of the year. On this episode, I want to show you a little glimpse of who I am and where I'm from. I was born in Hanford, California, and I reside in Tri-Cities, Washington. I'm the second oldest of seven. My mom was born in Jalisco, raised in Tacoman, Colima. My pops was born in Fowler, California. Right next to Fresno, literally. Um, growing up, I got to go back and forth from Washington to California. During my summer vacations especially, I always spent it with uh, my dad's side of the family. It was always super fun. I always had a blast. Um, I got to grow up with my cousins and well, my dad's side of the family, even though my parents divorced and my mom moved me to Washington. But I'm just so happy that I was able to still grow up with my family over there, kind of at the same time, you know? So going to California was always so exciting for me. Like when I knew like our my summer vacation was coming up. Um, I would always get so excited because I was like, oh my god, like finally, you know, especially during a time where it was literally my escape from reality. Growing up, I kind of went through some trauma and I feel like it has definitely affected my life um, now that I'm older. Well, it um, actually affected me my whole life um i really and i always say this i don't know how i did it when i was just a kid um and growing up and i always say that i was really strong as a child and sometimes i'm like when i'm going through some stuff now that i'm older i'm like how the fuck did i go through some like real life shit when i was um a kid and I kept going, you know? And now that I'm older, like, it's... I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not as strong as I was when I was a kid, I guess. Till this day, I feel like I haven't, like, actually healed. Um, and that's why I decided to make a podcast. Because I wanted to heal before my 30s. Originally, I actually wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a book since I was like in middle school and I was supposed to name it Black Dove but unfortunately I lost my journals I would write in since I was young due to some struggles and that put me in a very dark place because because I actually wrote in those journals during some of my darkest times and when I was actually going through some stuff so i actually wanted those pages to be a part of my book so when i lost those journals it was like something that i could not forgive myself for because you know that was like i don't know even i don't even know how to explain it so disappointed in myself
because I keep taking breaks because it's just like something very emotional because I was very deep I was very much in detail in those journals like literally what I was going through I was like writing it in those like moments you know what I'm saying so they just had a lot of like I don't know pain in them I guess and it just I don't know I don't like I can't even explain it hey here I am now and I'm sharing my life with you all on my very own podcast so this really does make me feel a lot better and hopefully you know it helps me a lot mentally and I'm able to grow from this and I'm able to heal from this so I'm gonna kind of start kind of from the beginning so as you know um, I am the second oldest my sister Fabiola she is the oldest and I'm 12 years younger than she is um, parents separated when I was four years old so me and my sister moved with my mom here to Pasco Washington because my mom had family here my sister actually got to go to Pasco High for her ninth grade year I believe it was um, but she wasn't adjusting very well she was too used to my dad's side of the family because that's all she knew so she ended up moving back to California with my dad and I stayed with my mom so when I was about five my mom ended up dating and she ended up moving in with um her boyfriend at the time which was my stepdad um they ended up moving together and we actually ended up moving to portland oregon so we ended up moving to portland oregon and i actually started kinder over there and oh my gosh i remember i got chicken pox girl it was not it honey but yeah we ended up moving over there it was great i loved it um there was just so much more to do over there I remember my mom would always take me ice skating at the mall in Clackamas. It was very fun until I fell once on my hands and I had gloves on and I remember the gloves got stuck. I remember um, I had friends in the area too and we would, there was like this little like, I don't know, there were like bushes um, around the townhouses that we lived. At and um, they had like I think what were they like blackberries I think they were blackberries I'm not even sure but they were so good I remember me and my friends would go walking down there and we would just pick at them and eat them but we would try to be very careful because they if they stained if some of it got on your shirt like it would stain and that stain would not come off and my mom would be so mad <laughs> if I got stained but um yeah they were so good remember there was always a lot of pine trees and i remember we would always play tag around in those pine trees like it was just an adventure living in portland i fucking loved it and i miss it i've always missed it <laughs> it was like i don't know i had the best memories there for real then when um i was already in third grade that's when uh, my mom and my stepdad decided to move back to pasco washington 
So we ended up moving back over here and that's where my nightmare began. Then this is where my memory just kind of starts like messing up. Um, I don't really remember like my childhood after Portland. I really don't remember like my childhood and my grades in order. And you know like growing up or whatever like even till now I never understood why I didn't remember my life in order and until like I started talking about it more you know to my friends or whatever um cousins and they were the ones that started pointing it out that it had to be trauma that made my memory a little you know weird or whatever um, I remember that when we moved here, we didn't have our own place. Um, we would stay with my mom's family. And after that one family member, we were living with another family member. And I don't know when, but we ended up living in Kennewick um, in a trailer. So when we had came back from Portland, I remember we were, I was in third grade and we were not living with my stepdad. Then when, and then I remember we were living together with him. And then when I was in fifth grade, I don't remember living there again. And then when I was in sixth grade we lived there again with him and then when I was I don't even remember after that kind of everything was a little was a blur um, trauma did start when I was in third grade and I was very confused um, I didn't understand but I knew some things were not right. Fast forward to, I want to say, 6th grade, 7th grade. Once again, I don't remember, <laughs> like, my timeline. So, my stepdad is actually from Iraq. So, he's Arabian. Then I started getting bullied um, at school because kids would come up to me and tell me that oh um my dad was a terrorist and he was gonna bomb us and like just all kinds of shit <laughs> and I was just like what the fuck like at this we're like really young so to me it's like what the fuck like I was just so confused at the shit that they would fucking say you know I'm just like what the fuck so when I would get home I would tell my mom and my mom would be like oh they're just ignorant you know their parents are ignorant too like you know they understand but you know I, I would just ignore them I really didn't give a shit and I want to say that's the only time I pretty much did get bullied my stepdad is a great person um he's never done anything to me uh, he's never done anything to my mom he was a really great human being um I was very blessed to have someone in my life like him, you know. Um, I really appreciate everything that he did for me, and he was just a really, really good person. 
I did grow up in the Muslim culture, religion. Um, I did, I would go to church also, and I was going to school to learn how to write Arabic and how to speak it. But unfortunately, all that stopped um, because when my stepdad went to go visit his family um, in Iraq, he unfortunately never came back the same. So I'm thinking now that I'm older that he had PTSD and it very much triggered it when he went to go visit his family because during that time there was kind of like a war going on I believe um, because I do remember him being on the phone like with his family and a bomb hit his sister's house and um, I remember he had like Iraq cable somehow like connected to our TV and all the channels were like in Arabic and they would speak Arabic even the cartoons everything and he would watch the news on there well the news from over there it does not blur anything so you're literally seeing people's you know body parts flying everywhere um, you're seeing puddles of blood everywhere um, you're seeing people screaming, crying, um, dying right in front of your eyes, you know, like crazy ass shit. And it's so, it just, it was so hard because my stepdad never liked us to watch TV when we were eating, like dinner or lunch, whatever it was. He never let us like watch TV. Like it was just so a disrespectful thing, you know, he was really religious but when this war was going on, it was really bad. And like I said, it had triggered something in him when he went to go visit his family. And, um, like, he would watch this while we'd be eating. Like, and it was really traumatizing because it was real, you guys. It wasn't, like, a fake movie, you know, with fake blood. Like, this was real blood. This was, like, real shit, you know. Like, it was live. My stepdad just never was the same again, and he would be in and out of mental homes. Um, he was even in the Eastern Washington State one, and that place was really fucking scary. Like, it's really big, and it's been there for years. Like, there was, like, pictures on the walls that were really old, and it just looked scary, honestly. It's a very old building, and it's big. He was always in and out of jail also, which was not normal at all. Um, I remember my mom tried hiding these things from me. Like, she would even hide me at family houses. Um, and it was just pretty sad, like, seeing everything happening at home, and it was just hard. Y'all. I really did not think I was going to cry my first episode, but I am. <laughs> it's just kind of, like, hard um, remembering, like, who I'm trying to, like, hold myself together. But, yeah, it was just really hard, you know, like, going and, like, visiting him. Because, like, he wasn't, like, locked up or, you know, put away because 
he was making choices, like, those choices, you know, like, it was just mental health at this point, and it's like, you can't control it, you know, you can't control yourself, so it was really hard, I remember one of the times he was in Richland, and right there, it was like, okay, so me and my mom end up going to go see him in Richland, and so when you go there, you have to ring the bell, and you have to tell them your name, and like who you're going for, and then they let you in, and there's like other doors, and we were standing right there when all of a sudden we see like these nurses like running with the cart, and they were running with the cart, and on the cart, we seen like needles and like medicine or whatever and it kind of scared me kind of in a way you know and I was just like what the fuck like what's going on so me and my mom are just standing there with the pizzas and the drinks and we're just waiting like pretty much for them to answer us because we were right there at the, do at the door like trying to ring the doorbell when that those nurses came with the cart trying to get into that door that we were trying to get into and they didn't let us in and they ended up telling us that you know visitation was canceled like for every for everyone everyone was gonna go like in their rooms and they needed to like I don't know like pretty much drug up whoever like had started like whatever fight or whatever was going on you know so me and my mom ended up going home and then they ended up calling my mom like a few minutes later and I guess the person who had started like that fight was actually my stepdad so I remember that day I was really sad I don't ever remember my stepdad being a violent person like ever like not even I don't think I've ever seen my mom and my stepdad fight to be honest or like argue and I'm being for real so to know that that was my septa that had started that fight with that other guy like patient that was there it was just like I don't know it was to me it was like it, that's not him but yeah I remember when we would go and visit him there like they had these snacks and stuff and I remember he would always like steal well not even steal because it was for them but he would get more than probably he was supposed to and it was always because he was trying to give it to me like he would always just try to like make me happy and stuff but yeah that was definitely hard seeing my stepdad go through that and like seeing having to see him you know at these mental homes when before like you know he would we didn't have to do that. He was just what you would consider, I guess, normal. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, a really big change. And there was just a lot of things, like, to the point where, like, I don't... He wouldn't realize the things he was doing or, and you know, like, stuff like that. And I remember one night, too, we, so we lived in the trailer. And it was, like, probably, like, 2, 3 in the morning. And I was just so cold. So, my room was closest to, like, the living room, and my mom's and my stepdad's room was, like, at the very end of the trailer, like, the other side. And I remember that night, it was so cold, so cold to the point where I got up and I woke my mom up. Um, 
But before I went to go wake her up, I had noticed that the door was open in the front. So that kind of scared me. So I went and I, you know, started waking my mom up. And this is, I think, before, like, I knew what was going on with my stepdad. Um, so she got up in a hurry and it was, like, during the winter. So we got closer to the door and, like, the snow was starting to come in, guys. Like, it was crazy. So then my mom goes out and my stepdad's just, like, you know, in the yard. I don't know what he was doing, but... He was, like, in the yard, you know, and it was just kind of scary because it would be really late, you know, and the door was that wide open. It was just things that were going, that were happening that were just, we weren't used to. So it was really, really hard. Um, it was just a lot of things that I kind of started picking up on my own, um, but my mom never really explained to me. And she kind of tried to, like, hide it from me. Um, but I knew something was up. Now that I'm older, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I actually never talked about this. Like, I've had friends that, you know, I was friends, like, with for a while or a long time. Or, you know, like, I had really co close friends and... I don't think they ever knew this side of me like or you know this part of my life um, or that they even knew that my stepdad was Arabian since I was four years old he raised me and he was like a big part of my life and I don't think I ever like opened up about him so until a few years ago um, this girl that I was, like, really best friends with, and we ended up falling out of friendship, but, you know, we ended up being friends again, and we were drinking one night, and we were smoking, and I just started telling her, like, all this stuff, and she was like, wow, like, I never knew that, and I was like, yeah, like, that's crazy, because it's not that I tried to hide that from me, or I was embarrassed or anything, but it's just... I guess I was so used to, like, keeping things to myself that I never even realized, you know, that I never opened up about things that meant a lot to me or, like, made big impacts in my life. So after, I don't even know how long after, you know, this still lasted, but eventually my mom and me ended up moving out. And for a while, we were homeless, like, for a long while, we were homeless. <laughs> Fuck, I don't rem remember exactly how long, because like I said, I don't remember, like, my, the timeline very well, but I do remember that when I was in seventh grade, my mom ended up buying her house that she promised me that she would buy us, and I never lost faith. And my mom, I knew that my mom was going to buy us a house. I just didn't know when. But she ended up buying her house. We ended up moving. And she still lives at the house now. I was so proud of my mom. Like, so proud. I was not surprised. 
but I was very proud. I wasn't surprised because I always knew that it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. So, yeah, and then um, my sister, my oldest sister still didn't. Uh, she was married. She was living in California, I think, when my mom bought the house. I can't remember, but eventually she ended up moving back to Washington. And I wasn't so alone anymore after that. I don't know. It's That's another thing. My sister would sometimes, like, she, my sister moved to a lot of places. Like, she was living in Portland. She was living in Seattle. She was living in California. Like, girl. And then, yeah, I went to Stevens for 7th and 8th grade half of seventh and then I ended up going to Pasco High I ended up having a quinceanera and I ended up kind of running away to California yeah um let's just say my mom found <laughs> my weed on her bed and like some pieces on her bed and she kind of pretty much kicked me out <laughs> She kicked me out, you guys, and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Well, my cousin and my aunt were in town, and they were going back to California. So, and it was my cousin's wedding. So, me and my, I ended up leaving with my cousin. I don't know who my sister left with, but I ended up leaving with my aunt and my cousin, and I ended up in California. And I was there for the wedding, and once I was just there, I called my mom, and I was like, hey, I'm not coming back. I'm staying over here. You kicked me out anyways. And my mom was just like, what the fuck, you know? But, yeah, my Nina ended up letting me stay with her. Well, I would always stay at my Nina's. Like, when I would go to California, that's where I would stay with. That's who I would stay with. And unless my sister lived there, then I would stay with her. But most of the times that I was, who I would stay with was my aunt, which is my Nina. Um, my dad's sister. And... Yeah, so <laughs> I ended up staying over there, and I I don't even remember how long I stayed over there for, but I ended up just moving back over here, and yeah. After that, Pasco High didn't want me no more because I had actually gotten expelled from there. I got expelled from Ochoa Middle School and Pasco High, and then I ended up going to New Horizons. After that. But after that, after I left school, I was kind of back and forth from California, I believe. I had moved over there when I was like 18 to Sacramento, California. And then I moved back. And then a few years later, I ended up moving back to California. And that's when, that's when my life changed. Literally, like, it changed changed and I'm trying to go in order with my life so yeah you guys my life changed for the better and I met my husband over there and we ended up moving in together and my husband was actually going through a custody battle for his kids he won the custody battle and I brought him over here with three kids and we've been, I've been raising them since full-time mom and a full-time wife. We ended up getting married and I'm very happy with my husband and I love my kids so much. I feel like I'm doing a lot better now mentally. I'm in a 
pretty good place right now. I could be doing better, but I am far from what I'm used to, I guess, or where I was. Um, but yeah, every day I am focusing on myself a little more and just reading a little more and trying to focus on what's important. I try not to overthink. I try not to procrastinate. And I try to have a little more patience. Like, you guys, I'm really trying. A bitch is motherfucking trying out here, okay? Like, for real. Well, that was just a little glimpse of my life. There's a lot more to it. Um, but we can talk about those other, you know, pieces later and um other episodes but i'm so excited because i'm gonna be having guests on the podcast and i'm super excited because i've had so many people and i'm not freaking lying you guys i've had a lot of people that actually know me and my siblings and they've always have told me to start like a youtube channel or like to record ourselves more because we're so funny and all this shit so now that i'm doing the podcast i'm like okay i'm gonna put those motherfuckers on here and it's gonna get real it's gonna get motherfucking real okay because yeah you guys might not be able to see our faces but <laughs> you'll be able to hear our bullshit okay but yeah, you guys, um, I'm definitely excited for that because my fucking siblings, they're fucking interesting, bitch, okay? They're very interesting, and some shit be coming out of their mouth, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like that. But not only that, we each have a crazy-ass fucking story. We've done a lot of shit. <laughs> gonna be fun though and it's gonna be interesting and maybe you guys didn't think that this first episode was that interesting just because I kind of just you know talked about kind of like my life but it's just a get to know me you know um but yeah all the fucking rest we're fucking going the fuck off okay we are going the fuck off Alright you guys, well that's enough of me fucking talking for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And until next time guys, bye!